Well, welcome to the Power Talk podcast with Reverend Matthew DeLeon and Pastor Paul Chicago. You're listening to part one of today's podcast, and we pray that you enjoy this podcast, take it to heart, and know that these things that we say and we talk about are to enlighten, to, to help, to encourage, but most importantly, for your growth. So enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with Pastor Paul Chicago. Hey, hey, Matthew. And our very own, myself, Reverend Matthew <laughs> DeLeon. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good, buddy. Good, Pastor. Got, today, I want to talk about your message that you've been preaching for the past three weeks, Pastor. Yeah. The God yeah. Encounters. Yeah, the God Encounters. The God Encounters, Pastor. Yeah. The title alone is kind of captivating. Yeah. God Encounters. We need God and we need His encounters. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. So I have a couple of questions. I have actually more than a couple of questions, but I have one question I want to start off with. What was your inspiration for the message? You know, when we had talked about God encounters back a while back, back several weeks ago, I think, or a couple months ago, we had talked about God encounters. And it really struck me is that there's a whole lot to that. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot to what goes into a God encounter. What kind of is the creation of it? um, And and what does that mean? A real God encounter. Yeah. And so it really just got me thinking, even after we talked in the podcast, you know, that day about God encounters. And I thought, you know what? The whole Bible is built on this. So I thought, I want to go explain this a little bit more in detail because I think a lot of times we take for granted that God is always moving. God's always got something to do and say. And he's a part of a lot of what we do. And sometimes when we don't even recognize it. So that's what kind of spurred this message. Yeah. And to me, Pastor, I I think it's like like most of your messages, if not all of them, they're very timely. Uh It's very pertinent to like what's going on right now and what's needed in the body of Christ and in our lives. Yeah, for sure. You know, you you know, and that just comes through just being very aware of what's going on in the world around you a little Mm -hmm. bit. Uh, But then secondly, hearing the voice of God to know exactly how what's based off of what's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. what the Lord wants to share to the world to either help them through it. Right. Or to help the church understand how to avoid it mm-hmm. or how to participate. You know, there, there's all different levels, but we can't be completely naive of what's going on in the world, at least right. not my position, right. I don't feel. Right. Uh, other ministers are really good at just giving the motivational type. The encouragement. And the encouragement. And, I, and I'm really good with that. Sure, I, sure, I sure. You know, I, I know that we sound like a broken record when I talk about it. I don't really have a problem with that. But what I find is that it doesn't really help people assess information a lot of times mm-hmm. biblically and with what God is trying to do at the moment in those present situations. So yeah. that's what kind of gets me going on that. Pastor, we are first spiritual beings uh-huh, yes. and we get stuck on being fleshly beings. Yeah. But the God encounter really opens the door up to going back to the spiritual aspect of our life with, yes. the, with God. Yeah, what it does is a, a God encounter is is specifically God's move, okay? Right. So th- that, that's basically the nuts and bolts of it. But when you understand that a God encounter could occur at any time, mm-hmm. at any place, mm-hmm. in any situation, mm-hmm. you'll start being aware of not just the world around you, mm-hmm. but you'll be aware of like what God may be doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's a very important to be very sensitive to the Lord in these moments. It doesn't matter where you're at, if you're at a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, at home, it could just be at church. Yeah. It could be in your private time praying, but you need to be aware. Uh, you, you, you're going to cry already. <laughs> but I think about the the emotional aspect, how the God encounter can really, not only does it change your surroundings, but the God encounter can change your heart yes. and emotions to make you more tender for, for the next encounter. No, it really can. I know that when I was up in Washington at the beginning mm. of the year, um, mm. 
you know, uh, you know, the, you just go through the ebb and ta- ebb and flow of things. In other words, the ups and downs in in the goods and the bads, and and just kind of life. Just you know, and it was just in one of those moments. I was just a little overwhelmed emotionally and spiritually. Not that I was like depressed or anything, but I was just over just overwhelmed a lot of yeah. stuff going on in my head and i'm just like lord what's going on i'm just feeling it mm-hmm. i'm fighting through it like i always do there had been several things that had occurred several months before yeah. um and i was just like man lord i'm just kind of like okay i'm going to washington i was asked by a wonderful minister an apostle of god pastor mm-hmm. guinea anderson and mm-hmm. and uh little did i know that not only would it be an opportunity for a God to reawaken something within me, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it would be a God encounter for healing mm-hmm. and for God to use me, both at the same time. You're speaking volumes right there. We talk about healing, too, regarding yes. the God encounter. And so that's what happens. Those God encounters, it was totally unexpected. I wasn't going for that reason. I was going because I was invited, and I thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. It'd be good for me to get away just yeah. to just to get a fresh perspective but little did i know that it was going to literally ignite something within me mm-hmm. and uh it was it like i said it was healing for me too Amen. because something transpired and took place and it was a god moment we were yeah. literally in a house with some wonderful men and women of god and before you know it i just kind of just shared what was kind of going on they'd asked me some questions yeah. and yeah. and just kind of getting to know me and then boom before we know it god shows up prophetic words start coming out before you know it healing starts taking place you could feel the goosebumps all over i mean it wasn't just it was a god encounter of the amazing kind is it can that be transferable in other words can that be poured over to your god encounter can it affect others yeah because when i came back there, there was such a heavy presence of god on me that Everywhere I went, all of a sudden, I just was seeing the world even differently. I was tasting things differently. I was feeling differently. I was looking at people differently. It just, it literally poured, spilled over, yes. And I will say this, too. You're joking. We, you know, we always joke around. Oh, we, sure, we, sure, we, yes. But it was different. It, 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 was. It, it was different. It was yeah. really different. What it, one of the things the Lord really, really hit me with was, uh, you know, be careful of course jesting. You know, which is, in other words, always trying to make a funny out of other people's mistakes or inadequacies and stuff and weaknesses, which was always funny growing up. We always got a big kick out of it. Mm -hmm. I tended to be a little better at it when I got on a roll. You were quick. I was quick because we grew up on the blacktop, so to speak, with the guys that I grew up. Yeah, you had to be pretty quick. And, uh, you know, we just it just became part of your life. And you don't really think much about it. I got a crack up out of it. You really couldn't hurt my feelings. In fact, if anything, it kind of really helps you build a immune uh, immunity to yeah. it yeah but yeah. but i realized that a lot of people i was kidding with they hadn't built that immunity mm. and the lord really put on my heart you know what might be funny to the people around the people mm. that you're doing it to mm. it, it's cutting away at something mm. and now they're learning to protect themselves in a in a i don't know really not in a godly way it can also lessen to a certain degree your position as a pastor but also as a like a spiritual mentor and a father in a way. Could that also affect Oh, man, you, you hit it right on the head with that because th- that's exactly what it does for a guy that's in my position is that if you just become one of the other guys, mm. you know, mm. you lose a little bit of respect because they, they, they look at you as one of them and you uh, and them as one of you is with you. And mm-hmm. what happens is it becomes very convoluted. Mm-hmm. It becomes very convoluted in situations where all of a sudden I'm being serious and they're not. Right. Well, part of the reason why they won't get serious with me is because they don't really 
look at me any different than one of the guys. They look at you the same as them. The same so. as them. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. Not as far as position mm-hmm. in the spirit. Right. Uh, as far as humans, yes. But it's not as far as in the spirit. And in the spirit, I should be more sensitive to the yeah. Lord than everybody. Mm-hmm. And I need to always be careful what comes out of my mouth mm-hmm. and what it is that people are hearing mm-hmm. and how they assess information on me. Yeah. And I will say, let's stick with that that experience of God encounter. That one really helped dictate so far have you been going throughout this year, yeah. that movement of God. It's really yeah. propelled you on a different plane, if you will. It now, really has. Now, the movement is not quite the same as far as the – what I felt on you when you came back was amazing. Yeah. That level of anointing. It, like I said, yeah. it brought me to tears. It brought me to laughter. It brought me just in a place where – I even had to reevaluate my own personal Christian right. walk. Yeah. I thought I was doing pretty good until yeah. you got next to me and I realized, wait a second. And you didn't have to say a word. No, no, I hear you. You didn't have to say a word. Yeah. It was just what you were, just the presence on you itself. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I started reevaluating my own personal life. I'm like, man, Lord, this is really good. That That's what great. a true God encounter does. It spills over and mm-hmm. it affects people. Even, even when you're not trying, it's yes. affecting them. Uh, and it is a wonderful thing because mm-hmm. what it does, it brings a lot of healing. It brings just a lot of joy, yeah. brings a lot of peace. And you're right, Pastor. Even in the New Testament regarding the book of Acts, it was Peter. Was it Peter or Paul's shadow was healing? Yeah, Peter's shadow was healing people. Yeah. It was on him. That's true. It was on him. The God encounter was he on him. He had a him. God encounter that had changed him so much so that he couldn't even walk out without somebody getting healed just simply by walking by them. Exactly. That, that, that's, that's exactly what it does. And I realize all of a sudden, even that little coarse jesting that never mm-hmm. bothered me because mm-hmm. I grew up doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that's when the Lord just really began to declare pretty loudly mm-hmm. within my spirit, son, the reason it bothers you is because I wouldn't do say things like that to you. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a little, yeah. little more pointed on that, yes, re- on that request. Did it bother or did it grieve, would you say? Well, it grie- that's a good question. It actually grieved the Holy Spirit, and I know that that's why I felt it. Mm-hmm. Felt it. Mm-hmm. And if it grieves the Holy Spirit and I could yeah. feel that, it bothers me. Yeah, yeah. And so I could fight through that mm-hmm. like we usually do with the mm-hmm. flesh. Mm-hmm. Or I could say, Lord, this is a this is a great moment for yeah. growth right now. You're right, Pastor, because in those moments we can justify, God, I've always been this way. Yes. And that's the terrible thing, Pastor. With terrible. a God with a God encounter, we can either get better or just remain the same. That's exactly right. And the choice is up to us. That's that exactly God encounter right. was there to make it, like you said, brought bring healing, bring deliverance, bring uh, a revelation or something. Yes. And we have that choice in that instant, that moment to either accept that, that God encounter and go forward with yeah. the Lord or stay stagnant. I totally agree. And this is where the church, now the church, uh, I've even growing up in the church, I, I've never really experienced multi, the church overall in general, mm-hmm. extremely sensitive to the Lord. Right. But, but I, I always have seen the church, up, well, up until about the last 20 years, mm-hmm. when I was growing up for that first 30 years of my life, at least people were con- had deep convictions. Right. You know, they didn't compromise the truths that they believed in. Exactly. Um, today, that's not the case. And so what happens is, is at least with conviction, mm-hmm. people were still getting opportunities to minister to their neighbor. Right. They were at work, and somehow mm-hmm. the conversations would come up. And, yeah. You know, like I said, they weren't deeply spiritual in that they were praying for everybody and prophesying right. and always in prayer in private. But they did pray enough. They were consumed. They did care about going to church services and listening to the pastor's message. Mm -hmm. They did care about being to the to you know a couple of services during the week. To now, 
people barely make one service a week, right. uh, barely make one service every six six weeks, according right. to statistics. Mm -hmm. The average evangelical, uh, what is it, sixty eight percent of all evangelicals mm -hmm. only attend church service once every six weeks and sure. they call that faithful mm -hmm. and that's not being faithful right. my, my point isn't to go into all that but my point is just simply saying is is that we've lost the ability to have just even really even low-level God encounters mm -hmm. because we don't even give any priority to God no you're 100% right when you're saying that the one word that really stood out to me was respectful uh -huh. there's no reverence and respect for the things of God there's that's no reverence right. and respect for your neighbor just just in general yeah, you're, you're exactly just right. your neighbor your next neighbor you live to live yeah. next to and your co-worker there's no respect and there's no reverence for certain that's people exactly right and if we would just get back to the level of respect of just saying God I'm gonna get up and read you know yeah. people would just say look I'm just gonna read two chapters in the Bible a day so mm -hmm. um, I, and I was gonna bring that up this past Sunday I haven't got to it yet but think about it there's 1189 chapters in the scripture mm -hmm. unlike a book that you read so for instance let's mm -hmm. say I let's say Matthew you you read a, a ten, 10 chapters of a book what is about each chapter about how many pages is that usually uh, 10 pages per chapter probably about 10 to 15 yeah. pages huh yeah usually okay and 10 to 15 pages by the time you read that you've probably takes about 20 maybe 30 minutes depending on how fast the reader right. you are some right. can probably do it in 10 minutes mm -hmm. I'd probably take about a half hour to read about <laughs> 10 to 15 pages I'm a little slow on the reading uh, and my point is, is that when you do that chapter, you put the book down, right? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're done. Right. You've read a chapter. Yeah, you've already spent 30 minutes, between 15 and 30 minutes already. So in right. your mind, it's like, okay, I'll read another chapter tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, think about it. In the scriptures now, how many pages is usually a chapter? Oh, man. You have Psalms, which is like eight verses. Eight verses. So you might have four chapters on one page. Exactly. So my point is, is that we can't we can sit down and read many pages mm -hmm. to get one chapter read in a book. Right. But why can't we read at least three, four chapters in the Bible and it only be a handful of pages? Right, right. You know, so when people say, well, I don't got time to really read the Word. Trust me, you can read five pages of the Bible right. within less than about 15 minutes for oh, the most wait. part. Yes, you can. And if a person just read three and a half chapters, basically, if you read four chapters a day, you'd read the Bible in a year. Wow. You'd read the Bible in one year. With the average of four chapters a day. Four chapters a day. Okay. You could actually do it in less than a year. Okay. You would do it in probably about 340, 40 days, and it's about 365 days of the year. Mm -hmm. You'd actually just at four chapters a day. Mm -hmm. If you read three chapters, it would take you just probably just a few days over. Mm -hmm. But either way, you can read the Bible within a year by just reading a few pages. And then in that, you would see God encounter after God encounter after exactly. God encounter after God encounter. And why is that? Well, because the Word of God sets you up and prepares you for those moments right. because you're not totally caught off guard. Well, right. the Bible you just read talks about these type of things. Right. It mm. gives you stories. It gives you antidotes. It also gives you expectation. Yeah, it does. It raises the expectation. There you go, because it can happen to you. It, yeah. no, in fact, when you start reading the Bible, you know it will happen. It will happen to you because the Word of God is living and powerful so that means if the word that you read is living mm -hmm. and it's powerful well then that means that you just took something from that book right from those pages i mean and now somehow it's going to affect your life i love it i'm gonna to go to the next question here 
what stood out about the scripture reference you used in this passage or in your message? I'm sorry. Which one? You used Judges. You used Judges. Chapter 6, I believe, with Gideon. Oh, with Gideon, yes. Yes. Now, what stood out about that one to you? Because that was the first one you brought out. Yeah. That The the thing that really stood out with, for me was that here's Gideon. Mm-hmm. He's just doing what everybody else is doing. He's mm-hmm. trying to hide from the Midianites. Mm-hmm. He's trying to protect his goods. And he's trying to live life as best he can, right? Best he can without losing his goods to a country that's oppressing them, Mm -hmm. without a nation that's oppressing them. And so he's just trying to get by, and then God shows up. Yeah. God shows up while he's in the wine press, hiding his goods, taking care of his stuff. And God shows up and says, mighty man of valor. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know... That's what hit me hard was that not only was God going to give him a high expectation of something that he could do that he didn't believe that he could do, God showed up when it was unexpected, period. Mm -hmm. And it's like, isn't what I find is that that's kind of what a God encounter is. It's really an unexpected situation. Think about it. Even if you're totally aware and you're ready and you're sensitive to the Lord, you still don't know when and where that's going to happen. Right. You know, I might go out prayed up and say, God, open up that opportunity. I might go to Walmart. I might end up going someplace to right. eat. I might go get gas in the car. I might go pick up the kids. You can be mowing the, mowing the yard. Mowing the yard. And you can be doing all these different things. And even though you know that you're ready, mm-hmm. you just don't know when it's going to happen. Right. And so here's Gideon. He doesn't even know, not only does he not know when, he doesn't even know why. Mm. He doesn't even know how God, he doesn't know when it's going to happen. He doesn't know any of the questions where it's going to happen. And he's just like, me? Really? There's so many other good men in the nation that you could have chosen. You chose me? Really? And I think that that's what's amazing about God encounters is that they all have their own special story. Yeah. They have their own special story that you can grow, that you can look back and say, I remember when Amen. God did this. Amen. I remember when God showed up. Isn't that testimonies too? Yes, it is. It creates a testimony and a story for your life. Mm. And I've been very blessed. I have hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And um, many of them I've forgotten, believe it or not. And yeah. every once in a while I'll remember one. I'm like, oh my goodness, I forgot about that. The other day I was thinking of a, I was thinking of a situation that had occurred in my life. And I was like, wow, I forgot about that. Thank you, Lord. And, but it was just a good little memory. And, uh, you know, it did have an impact, but again, you know, when God encounters kind of happen quite frequently, yeah. in my case, they start to get muddled uh, mm. within the others and mixed, yeah. and I just end up forgetting about some of them. Yeah. But they are still amazing because they keep you going. It's kind of a side note, but how important is journaling at the end of the day? Some people look at the journal, and those are the things they write down yes. for us, you know, for ourselves, you know no, what I mean? I, it, exactly. I, I don't journal. Yeah. I journey, <laughs> so I take the journey, but I don't really. It, it'd be a lot. Obviously, I'm not trying yeah. to put that on you no, or anything. You. But it just again, if you had, just say you started journaling at the end of the day, even though that would take a lot. Yeah. Um, how many you would come across, man? You know, and today you could journal. You could just speak right into your oh, phone, yeah, into your yeah. notes. You don't yeah. have to write. I, I speak most all my notes into my. Uh, all my notes oh, wow. okay. into my my phone. I yeah. have you know about two hundred plus notes in my phone. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about doing that. I, yeah. I still type mine with my phone. I, I I like to get it typed out, but I like to speak it while it's fresh on my head because mm. typing I'm I'm fast, yeah. but not that fast. Right, we kind of lose it a little bit. You lose it, and then all of a sudden you forget. Okay, what did I want to say yeah. again? And yeah. then by the time yeah. you get to the next uh, little. 
you know, uh, after you end up end it with a period, then you got to fix the. What was the other sentence you wanted to yeah. say? Where I can just yeah. speak it right in there and yes, get sir. everything. Yes, sir. And so uh, I tend to speak into my phone quite a bit. That's good because my phone speaks into my life. I speak into it. <laughs> good old Siri. Good old Siri. <laughs> what I like about this part too, Gideon, is that he questioned. Are you truly the angel of the Lord? Yeah. You know, we you talked about your your passage, your message, yeah. Pastor. We question God at times, yeah. even in the middle of our encounter. Almost all almost all God encounters create a question. Mm-hmm. And they're not always they're not always questions of inadequacy or, you know, why me? Sometimes it's just questions of like what just happened? Mm-hmm. Wow, what what in the mm-hmm. world? I would never expected that. Well, you gotta attribute mm-hmm. that to God, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. Sometimes you know it's of God and it creates a different question. There's multiple mm-hmm. multiple different questions, but they almost always create a question. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see with Gideon. Yeah. You see it with Moses. When Moses in the burning bush, God calls to Moses and said, Yeah, hey, I'm gonna lead you yeah, yeah. back to Egypt and you're gonna speak. And he's like, Oh, me? Yeah. You know, me? Well, God, I'm not that good. I'm blah, 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 blah. And he goes, you know, I don't speak well and blah, blah, blah. And he goes through this whole spill Mm -hmm. because he's really questioning God as to why he would choose a guy who ran away from Mm -hmm. Egypt when he was young. Mm -hmm. Now he's got to go back 40 years later. And so you, you'll you'll find it all the time. It's just very very common to question. Even Paul the apostle, yeah, he, did. he, he ended up standing he before example. God and he says, Saul, Saul, why does there question? He's like, Lord, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I know you, Lord. <laughs> uh, so almost all God encounters right. create some sort of question. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.